Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries San Diego. Once again, we are here to celebrate the goodness of our God. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be honored. And he is also, most importantly, worthy to be worshipped. We are here again to be able to uh, share some things that will be a blessing to you. I know it will. Um, God is speaking and he's speaking to us as we speak. And so have your ears attentive to what the Lord wants to say concerning your life. And so uh, for that, we're grateful to God. Again, when you hear this podcast, please share the podcast. We are appreciative of all those who are sharing the podcast and you guys are definitely uh, being a blessing to us. So we're going to get right into the lesson. This lesson won't be that long. This uh, episode won't be that long. But um, I feel a need for prayer. Um, at the very end of this uh, episode, we're going to just say uh, a few words in prayer. And we're just going to let God be God. And uh, my ultimate goal as um, a pastor is to shepherd you, to love on you. Um, we know that the good shepherd always loves on us. And so um, the Lord has impressed upon my heart that at the end of this podcast to take a few moments to just pray. And I'm going to do exactly what God has led me to do. So we're going to get right into our podcast. Again, this won't be that long of a podcast, but I really believe that um, what God wants to say to us tonight uh, will be a long term answer to many, many of your questions that you may have concerning God. So let's get into our podcast tonight. This episode is entitled The Faithfulness of God. The Faithfulness of God. So there's a question that I want to pose to everyone that listens to me on the regular basis. Have you ever, and I mean ever, been in a situation where you were faced with a decision that required immediate attention. I want to just stop right there because I believe all of us and many of us that are listening to this podcast are dealing with a situation, a decision that requires immediate attention. Now, when we talk about immediate, that means that there is something that's pressing on your heart, on your mind, on your soul, on your way of life. There's a lot of decisions. There's a lot of situations that you're faced with right now. And I want you to hear from me, from God, is that God is faithful. He is a faithful God. He is an ever-present God. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. And so for whatever reason, God is leading me to really focus on this first sentence dealing with the situation that you're in right now. And I know many of you guys would say, well, Pastor Phil, you know, I've been dealing with this issue for a long time. Well, the good news that I want to share with you tonight is that because you've been dealing with this for a long time, doesn't mean that it's, it still doesn't bother you. It doesn't linger longer than it should. And, and, and so God is like really wanting you to hear that he is a faithful God. He is a faithful God. So even though that you have some immediate issues going on in your life, God is saying that I am a faithful God and I will deliver everything that you need. So 
maybe you were making plans to go back to school or start a new job or something, but then something unexpected strikes you financially Ooh. that you, you wasn't even really prepared for. The unexpected financial crisis that, that lies within the United States and around the world, financial strikes always affects us in terms of how we see God. Yeah, yeah, because we love when God always provides each and every day, but the unexpected, those things that you never really planned for, strikes at your very core. And so tonight's lesson, the faithfulness of God, I want this to resonate all the way around the world, that no matter what comes into your life, Remember these words. God is faithful. He is a faithful God. You see, most of us learn how to adapt when circumstances in life create immediate attention. But what happens when everything falls apart and you have no answers? Yeah, your kids are looking at you. Um, the bill collectors... They're looking at you. And guess who else is looking at you? The enemy's looking at you. Because he wants to pose some questions to try to unearth you, to try to sway your faith, or to, to make you doubt, to, to bring fear into your life. Am I talking to anybody that's out here? Ooh, when you have no answers. And you say, Pastor Phil, well, it seems like it happens over and over and over again. Well, the reason why I want to really focus on this tonight is because the challenges of life. Um, Jesus says it like this in uh, John chapter 16, verse 33. He says, in this world, you will have tribulations. That means that you're always going to have something pressing a upon you, some kind of circumstance that you may not have any answers, but Jesus uh, didn't stop right there. What he said was, he says, well, be of good cheer. See, that word resonates with me is that when you are naturally a happy person, when you, you are naturally want to be positive and upbeat, be of good cheer is the words that comes from Jesus, from his lips to speak to us, that be of good cheer because he says, I have overcome the world. What he's saying is, is that, that when you understand that tribulations works patience, and then patience experience, and then experience hope. And so we have to understand that in this world, we, we will constantly be in some form of turmoil, whether you expect it or not. The enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. The enemy wants to make you waver in your faith in God, even when you don't have any answers. And that's why the scripture says, the Bible says is that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith means is that you have no clue of what's going to happen, but you believe in the faithfulness of God. Whether you see it or not, 
God really doesn't want you to even get involved in it. He wants you to stay focused on him. Amen. <sighs> Some people, though, choose to give up on prayer. And then they remain confused. But listen, I have an, I have an answer. I have an answer. There's a better way to face these precious moments and bring matters into a right perspective. We can remember why we believe that the Lord is always faithful. We can remember why we believe that the Lord is faithful. First Corinthians, the first chapter, verses eight through nine talks about who will sustain you to the end. Who will sustain you to the end? I want to say that because I'm repeating it so it can get into your spirit. Who will sustain you not for a short while or a moment or a momentary season, but it says here in God's word that who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, because it goes on to verse nine and it says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, people of God, this is one of scripture's truly great promises about what it means to be in Christ. You see, the apostle Paul has been giving thanks to God for all the amazing things he has done for all the believers. And, th and in this particular scripture, he was talking to the Corinthians and he was really ministering to, to the Corinthian church and he's also ministering to us. Everything he has mentioned is true of all believers. And in reading these words, it's important to to notice that nothing Paul has written mentions anything, and I mean anything, the Corinthians themselves have done. <laughs> God has done it all in and for them as a free gift because of their faith in Christ. The rest of Paul's letter will show that as individuals and as a church, these believers in, in Corinth struggle with major spiritual problems. Sounds like us today, that we struggle with major spiritual problems. They are indulging, indulging in attitudes and actions that are so sinful still. Brother Paul writes the words of this verse to them. And to all who are in Christ, God will not stop giving the Corinthians his good gifts. God will not stop giving us his good gifts. He will not stop sustaining them, keeping them, going, holding them together. God will not stop loving on us because he's faithful. They will remain guiltless or blameless in his eyes all the way to the return of Christ on the day of the Lord. Ooh! So tonight's lesson is entitled, this episode is entitled, The Faithfulness of God. 
But before we go on, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled The Faithfulness of God. Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego Podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at PhilGaleHoward and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Now the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we're back with the episode entitled The Faithfulness of God. I want to really talk about tonight is the attributes of God. You you see people of God in life. There are times when our trust in God is tested. It's simply a part of the journey. Knowing we would need to be reminded of this, the father provided many passages of scripture about his faithfulness in both the Old and New Testaments. So it's very important we understand its significance. God's faithfulness means that he always does the right thing in every circumstance or situation. He also means he'll never fail to meet a promise. And although circumstances change, the Lord and his word remain the same. In order to truly believe this, however, there are key attributes of God that we must that that must be understood because when we reflect on them it should renew and strengthen our confidence in his faithfulness now there's a term called omniscience omniscience the omniscienceness of God Isaiah 46 verses 9 through 10 it's quoted as, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things not even yet done. Whew. Saying my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. You see, God can be faithful because he knows everything in the past, present, and future omniscience. And he knows every detail about you and me, our wants, our desires, or even our weaknesses. And it never catches him by surprise. We are always welcome to pray about the things and find peace in knowing that although heaven and earth will be shaken, His words will never be. He's promise, but not because he needs reminding. God is fully aware of everything he has said in his word or spoken to you personally. As such, the Lord is trustworthy and true to guide you in every step. That's what the term omniscience is. There's another word, it's called omnipotence, omnipotence, omnipotence. Hebrews 1 and 3 says, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact 
imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, this is talking about Jesus. He sat, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Likewise, God must be able to accomplish anything necessary to fulfill a promise. If some circumstances or situation was beyond his power, there could, there could be no guarantee of his ability to work all things for the good of those who love him. However, since he is all powerful, even the obstacles and trials in life that seem to spoil God's plan are also used to fulfill it when we keep our focus on him. As God incarnate, Jesus is omnipotent. His power, hallelujah, is seen in the miracles he performs. Think about his numerous healings, uh, uh, the feeling, the, the, the feeding of the, uh, the, the 5,000, uh, uh, calming the storms and the ultimate display of power when he, uh, in, in the raising of Lazarus and Jairus' daughter from the dead. See, Jesus is an example of his control over life and death. Omnipotence. Yes, yes. See, he's faithful because he has control over everything. And then there's another word that I want to share with you tonight is omnipresence. Omnipresence. Isaiah, the 57th chapter and the 15th verse reads, it says, For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. It says, I dwell in the high and holy place. And also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. An additional comfort comes from knowing that we're always within God's reach. Under no circumstances, people of God, can you flee from his presence or be separated from his love in Christ Jesus at any moment or place, you can cry out to him and know he is available. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. He's a very present help in the time of need. He's a faithful God. He's also truthful. Our God is truthful. Our God is truthful. Scripture repeatedly teaches the sanctity of truth. And this is done in a variety of ways. You see, Satan is called a liar <laughs> and the father of lies. That's found in St. John, the eighth chapter and the 44th verse, showing us the opposite of what is true and not holy. And as Christians, we affirm the correspondence theory of truth. So in other words, truth is that which conforms to reality. In the face of postmodern relativism, we must emphatically resist any suggestion that ultimate objective truths 
do not exist. Though we may not accurately perceive or understand the real world at times, the same does not apply to the Almighty. Therefore, truth is that which conforms to reality as it is perceived by God. You see, he knows all things exhaustively, and so we can trust anything he reveals in Scripture. You see, truth is not defined by our own subjective standards. It is determined by the source of truth himself, and his name is God. Now, now you may ask me the question, you may say, well, does God ever change his mind? Some people make the argument from scripture that God can change his mind or abandon a promise. One of the passages they refer to is the story of Jonah. You guys remember the story of Jonah. As instructed by God, the prophet warned Nineveh that it would be destroyed in 40 days. Once the city repented of his wickedness, however, the Lord forestalled the disaster. While this might seem like God changed his mind, something much different actually happened. When God spoke of coming disaster, he didn't make a promise. He issued a warning. It was a conditional statement given, given so the people might avoid disaster, not guarantee it. Therefore, the issue here isn't God's change of plans, but rather Nineveh's change of heart. Now, I want to really focus on this tonight. There are two kinds of promises. This misconception of God changing his mind sheds light on another point of confusion that people often encounter. What constitutes a promise from God? Does he say that some things will come to pass no matter what, while others depend on our response? Well, the answer is yes. Some promises are guaranteed. And nothing we can do will change their course. One such example, example is God's covenant with Abraham to make him a father of many nations. Another is the rainbow as a symbol of God's pledge to never again flood the earth. These kinds of promises we can never, ever alter. Now, there's many promises, promises which to rely on. If we are to understand God's faithfulness, we must believe in certain promises. These are promises that can bring hope to all that believe in him. God empowers us concerning whatever he calls us to do. Second Peter, the first chapter, verse three says, his divine knowledge has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, God will not allow you to be tempted above what you can bear. 2 Corinthians, <laughs> the first chapter, verses 22 
And as believers, we are sealed forever as God's children. And he who has also put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. And obviously, John 3, 16, anyone who believes in Christ Jesus has eternal life. So in closing, I want you to remember these words, people of God, here on Full of Life Ministries podcast. The next time you're facing a challenge of a trial, remember the attributes that ensure God's faithfulness. God cannot and will not fail to fulfill his purpose and promise in your life. By reminding yourself of this, your heart will be strengthened in the Lord and you will know that you know that you know that you know that you know that the God we serve, he is faithful. And let the people of God say amen. Now, I am led to pray. I am led to pray. Please, we're going to really pray and really seek God like never before because we need prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we stand before you thanking you for all that you do for us each and every day. Lord God, we just ask you in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name, that you will just touch the hearts of your people your people are in, they're lost, oh God. They're trying to find their way during this pandemic. All over the world, there are people that are struggling with life's issues, that are scared to death of their present and future plans. They're fighting over things that are really not important. They're becoming even more impatient. Many of the people that used to frequent the churches are now leaving the faith. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we need you to, to intervene like never before. So God, the people that represent you, oh God, God, let their light shine so bright because the light needs to be on, your light needs to be on like never before. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, strengthen each church, any organization, ministries, those that are uh, outside the four walls, oh God. God, let them continue to receive the, the financial means to be able to help those who are less fortunate, those who are in these dire parts of the world, oh God. These third world countries that are struggling with food and clothes and not knowing which, which way to go or who to turn to. They're lacking for the necessities of life, oh God. And we cry out to you tonight, oh God, that you would just be a provider because you are Jehovah Jireh. You are a provider. We pray, oh God, that you will strengthen all the ministries all around the world. Lord, now we, we ask you, oh God, to go into the hospitals right now, oh God. Go into the hospitals. Every, every worker that, that serves the people who are 
dealing with this COVID-19 in the name of Jesus, oh God. All of the first responders, oh God, that go out to take care of these precious souls that you would continue to provide for them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. God, I know those who are firefighters, oh God, that are those that are teachers, oh God, those who serve your people, oh God, on a day in, day out basis. Let them not become weary in doing well or well-doing, oh God, because they need you like never before. So in the name of Jesus, all those who serve mankind, God, strengthen them. Send your peace. Send your love. Strengthen their families, oh God. Cover them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. In the name of Jesus, we're, we're crying out to you, oh God. Those that are in Lebanon right now, that are struggling, that are homeless, without food or clothes or shelter, and they don't know about their future, provide for them like you've never provided before in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask you to go into the prisons, oh God. Those that have made foolish decisions to harm people, to steal, to, to provide conflict, Bless them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray for the police departments all around the world that you will, that you will weed out all the bad apples, O oh God, and that God, that you will provide a new way of, uh, of uh, governing the people of God, that they will find a new way, O oh God, that they can't use those old tactics anymore in order to try to, to bring harmony to our society, oh God. So in the name of Jesus, I pray for those officers, oh God, that are really the good officers, the ones that are really trying to just do the right things for us, oh God. Protect them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for this next election, oh God, that you will put the right person in the right place, that, that we can make some changes necessary for the people here in the United States, oh God. And now I pray, oh God, that all around the world, that God, that all those who are in the struggle of life, that you will minister to them, oh God, that you will love on them, oh God, that you will send your peace and your anointing and your power into their lives, oh God. Bring shelter to those who are shelterless, oh God. To those who are homeless right now, God provide in the name of Jesus. For those who are lonely right now, who are thinking about committing suicide, I ask you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you, God, will change their mind and let them know that you will be faithful to them to the end. Oh God, I pray, oh God, for all those who are using the platform like podcasting, that they will be responsible. Those who are using all the different social means, that, that these ministries will be responsible. For all the leaders that are, that are out there, oh God, whether it's the, the school teachers, whether it's the, the mayor or the city officials, let them be responsible to your people. God, I ask you, oh God, that people won't turn to drugs or alcohol or any other vice that will hinder them from seeing your power, oh God. We love you today. I thank you for 
pricking my heart, oh God, for, for allowing me to, to just pray for the nation at large, oh God. Because your scripture says, your word says, if my people who are called by my name will just humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, your word says that you will come down and you will heal them and you will heal the land. We need healing like never before. We need your anointing like never before. So God, do a great thing in our lives. And Lord, we'll be careful, we'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor that you so richly deserve. And we ask all, we ask all these many blessings. We ask this in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, once again, this is Pastor Phil letting you guys know that we love you. We appreciate you. Please continue to pray for us as we pray for you. If there's anything that you may need concerning the ministry, please email us at Pastor Phil. That's not at Pastor Phil. It's full of life. SD at gmail.com. That's Pastor Phil. I'm saying Pastor Phil. It's not Pastor Phil. It's full of life. SD at gmail.com. You know what, guys? I am so fired up after this prayer. I'm just stumbling and fumbling, but we're going to leave it in there just the way it is. So again, if you want to email us, fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. You can also reach me at my personal email, which is pastorphil at lovingkindnesswc.org. That's Pastor Phil at LovingKindnessWC.org. And please just let us know that you're out there. We appreciate you guys so much. Continue to share the podcast and all of the fumbles and bumbles. We're going to leave it in there because we want to be as authentic as possible. So again, thank you guys for tuning in each and every week. Let's continue to do this in Jesus' mighty name. God bless. God bless.